Hello and welcome to this episode of the Business Spotlight. Today we're joined by Nick from Afterguard. Hi Nick. Yeah, hi Mark. So thanks for being with us on this episode of the Business Spotlight. We're really excited to learn a bit more about you and a bit more about your business. So just for our viewers, the Business Spotlight, it's here for you to learn a little bit more about business and to inspire you, to help you with some of the trials and tribulations that we all face as business owners. And if you're just on that journey or starting out on that journey, owning a new business or setting up a new business and also getting into entrepreneurship. So, Nick, if you could just start off by telling us who you are, what you do and how long you've been doing it. Yeah, sure. So my name is Nick Gorringe. I'm the CEO of Afterguard. Um, Afterguard is a relatively new venture for me. Um, we kicked it off around a year ago. Um, but, but saying that, I've been in this space for over 30 years with various other businesses. Um, Afterguard has been created for a very specific project to service the requirements of one massive client. Um, the reason we set it up that way is to ensure that the business is totally focused on moving in the same direction, and that's the same direction as that specific client. So what do we do at Afterguard? Well, ultimately, we're a sort of thought leadership business, um, which is we're here to challenge sort of the status quo of how, how big corporates operate how they service their customer base and how they move into new markets. Um, our current project that after the single customer of Afterguard is to take them into a new market space, addressing the business requirements of the SME and SMB space. So for me, this is a sector that hasn't been particularly well, well served in terms of IT managed services and telecoms managed services. Um, we don't believe that the current approach out there is bringing all the benefits to the SME and SMB space that some of our big corporates enjoy. The big corporates enjoy great levels of service. They enjoy the best prices. They enjoy the best contracts. Our mission is to bring those pricing, those contracts and those levels of services into the SME, SMB space because they deserve it. That's why we exist. Wow, that's a, a very unique sort of uh, business setup as well, because I usually sort of say what makes you stand out from your competitors within the sector, but obviously only having one client that you work with, but obviously there's other businesses out there that do something similar to what you guys do, yeah? Yeah, so the, the, the space that we're sort of moving into, there's, there's thousands of organisations that offer IT managed service, if you like, to SMEs and SMBs, but they all operate independently. They don't get to leverage deals with the global technology manufacturers, the global service providers. We are aggregating that approach to bring it to the SME, SMB space. So we've got loads of competitors, but no one's doing what we're doing in the way that we're doing it. Our job is to do it not just as good as we've got to do it better than anybody else who's, who's out there. And I believe we can with the with the brand and the reach, and uh, but also with the local presence that we're going to have. Wow. So it sounds like you've got some really exciting times coming up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah our, our plans. I can't share some of the names right now, Mark. Um, you know, maybe we could have another catch up in six months' time, and uh, yeah, I'd love that. And you recognise what we're doing, but you know, effectively, we've got a globe, we've got a global brand behind us, and we are taking the strength of that global brand, but giving them the ability to have a local intimacy and local agility with the SME SMB customer base, um, which is what I think. I think that space needs. You know, I, I don't. I've never understood why why the big tech companies don't drill into that space and don't harness it because it's the engine room of this country, right? If it's going to drive us out of any financial crisis or or whatever it may be, it's the SMEs, the SMB space. They're going to employ people 
they're going to create wealth they're going to create jobs they're going to create opportunity and experience all the all the things that we need yeah um and we're, we're, we're going to drive that so say we're heavily backed by a big prc you know the government like what we're doing because it addresses the right space all all the boxes are ticked apart from the one that we haven't actually done it yet which is <laughs> which is obviously the toughest one. So no pressure there at all huh nick no none what no none at all <laughs> so i mean on that vein how long's the business been running i mean what's the journey been like since the inception of the business and sort of bring us up to date to where you are now yeah sure so the the inception of this business really started two and a half years ago when I started having discussions with our client and putting together a, a design and architecting the technology platforms and the go-to-market strategies. I spent really just over around two years with myself and a relatively small team of up to about 10 people at that point that I funded to create this business proposition. So there was a lot of a lot of hard work and a lot of risk up front carried a lot of financial risk in this in the pre-sales effort um to take our plc partner on the journey around six seven months ago we we cemented our contract with them which sort of de-risked some of us to some of me my input to a degree um and yeah on that journey it's about holding your nerve right and knowing that you know the, the the eventual payday which is still not here yet but will will come um is real so it's about believing in what you can do but also believing in in in, in this instance that, that our customer was going to be able to embrace our designs and our plan and fundamentally change the nature and the fabric of their business to take them into a new market space yeah you, know, you can come up with the best idea in the world right and it can be ready but if you haven't, if you're gonna, if you need to work with a major brand, a major global partner like we are, unless they're ready to change, unless they're ready to embrace and adopt, yeah, you're dead in the water. Yeah. So you know that that's that's been a holding your nerve journey, if you like. I think that this, the the next big challenge I had and still have and will have ongoing is around attracting the right sort of talent. Yeah. Um, you know, for for me, it's talent that's got to be obviously tech technology aware, but it's got to be experienced. And it's got to have the ability to move quickly, be agile, think on its feet, but also to be able to work alongside a huge corporate that is can be quite slow in compared to us and can be quite stuck in its ways occasionally. So it's, it's a bit of a bit of an odd balance, right? Yeah, I've got a great bunch of people who are doing that now, and I've been very lucky that from other businesses that I have I've managed to draw really good talent to come into this one. And I haven't got a single person in the business right now that hasn't been handpicked. And there's about 17 or 18 of us right now. However, I'm now driving, you know, we're, we're, we're going into, we're going live in next week out to the market, to the public. Um, and I'm on a huge recruitment drive to find quality people. You know, and I've always found in business that skill sets are one thing. I can give anybody skills, right? I can train people. I've got people with a lot of experience who can hand on and um, pass on their experiences. But if you've got generally good people, people who want to succeed, people who are open-minded, people who can change, people who can adapt, then your business will be successful. You know, in this space that we're in, which is effectively the services industry, you've only got your people. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a warehouse full of products which are better than anybody else's. Right? I've got people who are just really good. And, and, and for me, that's the key to success, always has been in all of our businesses. So I guess um, sort of looking forwards, 
then light into the future over the next six to 12 months. Is that going to be your biggest challenge is finding the right people? Um, it will be one of our biggest challenges. You know, we're so in, in terms of ambition here, you know, we're still going from a standing start. We're going to be building an organization that's got three, 300 local presences across the UK and just over 300. Okay, so we're we're creating a huge business footprint. So we've got to create 300 independent businesses, if you like. Um, at the same time, I've got to build this business to scale, um, to scale with that requirement. So yes, people are important there. Um, but the biggest challenge is to say we're taking this to market next week and it's, you know, we've built it. Will will they come? Basically, is 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 the big question. And you know, early signs are really good. A lot of the market insights we've got are really encouraging. And a lot of the validation we've got from the big tech providers are really encouraging. But for me, you haven't answered that question until you've sold something to a customer and they've you've sent them an invoice and they've sent you some money back. Right. Yeah. That's when that's when a business works. As soon as the money hits the bank, that's when you know it's successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't you can't spend pat on the backs and yeah, that's a good idea in Tesco's, can you? Unfortunately not. No, they don't let you just walk out of their stores with a uh, shopping trolley full of food and just wait. No, <laughs> quite, quite. So you know that 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 that's the big challenge. But yeah, you know, we're, we're we're confident that's going to be that's going to be okay. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So Nick, I mean, moving on to yourself as the business owner. I mean, what would you say since you've built this business up? It's been your biggest lesson today, and the one that really stands out for you. I think with this business and. And previous businesses, which all and existing previous businesses, which have all been really similar. The one, the one big thing is, don't believe that you, as the CEO, the MD, whatever it is, don't believe that you've got an exclusivity on good ideas, right? Because you haven't. Everybody in the organisation doesn't matter what role they perform, right? Has the right to bring a good idea to the table, or has a right to challenge one of your ideas. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to be open-minded and accept that. Yeah, we all just do jobs with different titles, but we've all got we've all got the same to contribute. Yeah, that, that, that's my view. Yeah, no, that's a, that's brilliant. I mean, it, it happens so often. I mean, in business, I mean, you know, from any sort of aspect, especially like marketing and that kind of thing. Sometimes the best marketing ideas come from not even the people in the marketing department. They can come from other people in other areas of the business. So, um, yeah, like you say, keeping an open mind is definitely key. Yeah, so, you have to. You do. You do, absolutely. Okay, so this is one of the questions I really love asking. So if we was able to go back in time, Nick, you know, let's just roll with it. We've got a time machine, jumped in this time machine, and you're going back in time, and you get to have a conversation with an 18-year-old Nick. So you're standing there in front of an 18-year-old you. What would be the best piece of advice that you could give to an 18-year-old Nick? Or I should have bought the Capri Laser instead of the Opal Cadet. I think. Um, I don't know. It, it, it is a good, it, you know, it's a great, it's a great question. What would that advice be? I think it's probably related to my last answer. Um, yeah, I was, I was quite fortunate when I was eighteen. I went straight into tech. Well, when I was sixteen, I went straight into technology space straight out of school. Yeah. Um, by the time I was eighteen, I was up in the city doing some technology stuff and because I'd sort of been on this fast track and I'd learned, learned a lot really quickly and there wasn't a lot of other people around with a lot of those skills. I think I, I, I did have the feeling that I did have the exclusivity on good ideas. Right. So I would wind it back to that of 
maybe take other people's thoughts and other people's inputs on board a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of look, thinking, are you happy where you are now? Yeah, I'm delighted about where I am now. So therefore going back and changing things in the past, yeah, maybe isn't what I want to do. Yeah, no, that's good. I like that. I like that. It, yeah, you're you're right, aren't you? I mean, it's uh, you know, I think many a film have depicted that you start messing around with uh, that timeline and things can change. And like you say, if you're really yeah. happy with where you're at right now, then why would you want to change that? But um, yeah, it's good to get different viewpoints. I think so. I think that I think that's the case. You know, there's no. I haven't got that one bit of sagely advice that says, "Oh, when I was 18 or whatever, I should have should have done something specific." No, you know, I've taken throughout my whole working life i've always taken risks always um and sort of d done the abnormal i've never towed the line and just gone through the process and i, I would uh, and i do it still today and you know i i've just encouraged my son to do the same yeah um you know you, you say if it takes you to a place where you're happy then it's been the right right decision i think that's one of the keys to happiness isn't it it's, it's yeah going with that flow taking that risk Going with your gut instinct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, Nick, I mean, what is it that really inspires you? What is it that sort of, you know, fires you up, that fire in your belly, that passion to get up every day and do what you do? Yeah, so now on this project, the um, the thing that drives me is I, I am passionate about the fact that the SME, SMB sector deserves this proposition that we're taking to market with our business partner with our customer yeah they really do deserve it I've, I've seen it tried before i've been part of an organization that tried doing what we're about to do before and due to their inflexibility they didn't succeed so you know for me this is a bit of unfinished homework i know the market deserves it i know that the market wants it um and i know that we can be successful at it so i'm going for the goal i want to i want to tick that box if the knock-on effect of that is, you know, that this business is successful and it rewards the people that's working in it, then that's fantastic for me. I've been very lucky throughout my career with other businesses that I have that gives me choices and options. This is a good opportunity for some people who have input a lot of time and effort to also get to a position where they've got those choices and options down the line. Yeah. Wow. That's a lovely position to be in. And I'm very yeah. excited for us to catch up again in six months so that I can hear some of the successes. Yeah, we should try that because then I can share maybe more of the brand with you and, yeah. and those sort of things, all of which are just sort of a little bit under wraps right now. No, and no, I completely understand that. Well, um, I mean, on a, a final note, uh, we usually sort of say if you want to sort of uh, share with us anything regarding your business and how people can get in touch with you. You obviously mentioned a little earlier about sort of recruitment and that side of thing. So if people do want to get hold of you, Nick, have you got a website or a way that yeah, they can sure. get hold of you directly? Yeah, so... Our website, afterguard.co.uk, um, lists our current vacancies on there or just contact us on there. But if, you, if you're particularly looking to get into the IT managed services space, um, we've got a number of vacancies from service desk through to franchise project, um, franchise field managers, through procurement specialists, you name it. If, if you're a good person, we've got, we got a home for you. Um, drop us an email at uh, careers at afterguard.co.uk um, then we'd love to hear from you brilliant well nick it's been absolutely fantastic to find out a little bit more about uh, you and your business albeit a little bit sort of under wraps at the moment but uh, thank you very much for today 
yeah, it's nice, nice to meet you, Mark. And uh, that's good conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's been great. And and also to the uh, viewers for today. I mean, go and check out Nick. Sort of uh, jump on the website. Go and sort of reach out to Nick. And hopefully, you've got some good stuff from today's podcast. Until the next time, it's goodbye from me and a goodbye from Nick. Yeah, goodbye.